What's good, beautiful people? What the fuck is going on? Ah, what a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. It's Thursday right now, and this is the relationship experience. And it's 2020. I am your host, Mark Anthony, a.k.a. DJ Swift. Let's go. First of all, I just want to remind you guys, these are just my views. These are just my thoughts. Um, and in these views and in these thoughts, I do hope that I can encourage somebody. I also hope that I can piss somebody off. I also hope that I can ignite thoughts into people. I also hope that I can change the world. And before I do all that, I must change myself. I must change and identify and understand my insecurities. So that is what I'm doing. And this is part of it. You are experiencing in this me being as vulnerable as I can in that moment. Now, each podcast I do may be a little bit different just because it depends on where I'm at during the day of when I record. So what I've been doing is trying to do everyday recording every single day. So that's the goal right now. So I'm getting in that that swing um, and it requires me to not necessarily break down my insecurities and get rid of my insecurities. But what it does is it I I I do these podcasts in spite of the insecurities and I allow myself to go go through it and work through it. It doesn't matter because, look, I'm not I'm not here and I don't even care, man, in terms of popularity and what is like socially accepted or like what I'm supposed to do, like what I think a lot of people think the older generation um, thinks that, you know, I should do certain things because that's how they know me. And you have to understand, like, how people know you, that is they created that. Right. And so you have to understand that you get to create whatever you want. Right. And it's based off of who you are and what you are. And that's major, major key. I promise you. Because I've been doing this for a year, for, oh, I don't know, a year or so now, a little over a, a little over a year. And I don't always feel confident. I don't always feel like doing these podcasts, but I am dedicated. <laughs> I am, uh, what's that word? Um, what's that? What, what do people do? When they get on drugs, they get they get uh, I forgot what it's called, whatever they get when you're on drugs. But I'm hooked on it. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't. Oh, what is that word? I don't even know what that word is right now. That's crazy. Um, it doesn't even matter, honestly. But I'm dedicated to my craft of relationships because it is one of the things that happens the most often. And we didn't get this education or any education when it comes to relationships in school. If we did, it was based upon what society wants. And, and, and it's based upon the elite. It's based upon the powers that be. It's based upon socialization. It's based upon how they want you to maneuver in this life and in this system. Because that's, that's just the way it works. You know what I'm saying? So people buy into that. Just like we bought into a lot of different things. Like we bought into the the, the scheme of money. You know, we bought into that. We, we think that the money is... Now, why does the government have control over the money? Um, it's because they just have all the power. Because they have the they have guns. They, they, they just did it. Like any... If Africa wanted to... T- if Africa got smart, or even the people of America got smart and, and rose up, and say, you know what? Why don't we do this for ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like I heard rumors in the past um, before uh, this particular election, this Donald Trump ele- uh, presidency, that California was trying to or even thinking about possibly separating themselves 
from and being an independent state, you know? And again, a lot of that comes from like if you remove money out of the situation, then boom, there you go. But I digress. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the insecurities of a man and how they can overcome that. Because a lot of times women, they think they're getting involved with a man who is mature, right? And I start to listen and I start to ask questions. I mean, I've asked questions to random strangers on on internet, on on social media, whatever, um, friends, coworkers, and stuff like that. And it's pretty like the same. You know what I mean? Like, well, does he does he care for me? Does he make me laugh? Um, is he intelligent? Um, does he have a passion? Does he have a purpose? Does he have something that he can teach me? Um, is he secure in his emotions? And some, some men are, some men are totally secure with their emotions. Um, and then some men are also really, really good at pretending and acting, um, but they don't know how to hold up. They don't have an actual strategy when shit gets crazy and shit hits the fan. Um, they don't have a strategy, right? So for example, um, one of my insecurities is I do want to, do want to touch on this insecurity. It's basically, it's a popular one. It's a popular insecurity. Um, and I don't, people that I know, a lot of people that I, that I know have it, not everybody has it, but it's basically, you want to be liked by everybody deep down. Like you want to be accepted and liked by the whole group, right? This, this, where your family, your friends, your co, you, you, you actually want to be accepted, right? So you'll, people do things. I, I was doing things in order to be accepted. I was listening to certain music to be accepted. I was wearing certain clothes to be accepted. I was speaking a certain way to be accepted. And it's one of the insecurities that is slick. It's a slick insecurity of wanting to be accepted. Um, that insecurity is very dangerous because in the relationship, in my relationship, what I was doing was I wasn't bringing issues up. I wasn't confronting issues. I wasn't, um, responding to Tamara and her concerns or her, um, her issues, whatever they, whatever that was, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the way I was responding to those things was out of like, wow, you know, it, it, I just jumped off. I would just jump off and, and be, be coarse and, and aggravated and angry, or I would, wouldn't say anything. Right. I just kept quiet, kept quiet and kept quiet and kept quiet, kept quiet. And then, and then soon enough I would explode. And it's because I didn't have a strategy until now. <laughs> That's like a commercial. Um, <laughs> I had didn't have a strategy until now. Now my strategy is my strategy is simple when it comes to well it's not simple because it took me a very long time to to begin to even do this and then master this. But it's it's really comes down to understanding her. How do I understand her? Like for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. I don't understand. So for example, today, right, we are running errands. And um, we left the house, I don't know, 12, 1230-ish or something like that, whatever. And we're running our errands. And then it becomes about 1.30. And we didn't eat lunch at home, so then now everybody's hungry. And so um, we were like, well, where, where do we want to go first? Let's go, here, let's go over here first. Let's go over there first. And I'm just driving. And when I drive, I tend to, to think a lot when I'm driving, um, which is good and bad. And... I wasn't clear on the fact that I was like, well, let's first, let's go get gas, right? We, we, we did a couple of things and I, I said, we got to get gas because even if we go home, even if we run errands, I definitely need to get gas because I was on E and the light was on. Tamara was like, we're hungry. 
everybody's hungry. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, shoot, let's go home. But previously, we talked about um, taking her phone to the Apple store to get it fixed. She has a cracked screen, so we needed to to make that happen. Um, we had went to the, the American River, and we want to go back. It was, so we don't want that to be compromised. We want it to be fixed just in case it falls in the water or just in case it falls in the sand or whatever. Um, we want to make sure that seal is there um, and water doesn't get into the phone. So anyway. So she had made an appointment and then it was for Sunday, but we want to go to Sacramento on Sunday. So she's like, well, let me make it for Thursday. And then I was like, I don't know if we're going. We don't really know because we're trying to coordinate with my friend and his family. So we were at his house trying to figure it all out and everything. It was crazy. So I, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to necessarily eat out because eating out with a family of six or five it's just, it's like 50, 60, 70 bucks every time we eat out. We can go to McDonald's and spend a ton of money. Um, I don't eat, we don't eat at McDonald's. That was, that was just an example. But um, any restaurant we go to, our favorite restaurant actually is um, The Habit. Uh, we, we enjoy The Habit. They got a vegetarian burger there that we get. And you can either get it on sourdough bread or you can get it on this um, wheat, oat, uh, bun type of things, which is really good. So anyway, the point is, is that when the children get hungry in my family and when the wife gets hungry, uh, there's horns that come out of their head and everything that you were just talking about and the gigglings and the laughter that was just happening seconds before no longer exist. They, they, they no longer, they no longer exist. Okay. So years, years, years ago, my insecurity, I would feel bad and I would take that upon myself, you know, but today as I am, the strategy is look, I'm here to serve you. That's the, that's the strategy. Actually, that's the strategy. So it doesn't matter what's going on with me at that particular time because I'm good. I'm good. And, and I also know that when I am getting hungry and when I need to eat and when I need I need to do what I need to do in order to not blow up, I, 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 I have gauges for that. I've learned, you know, what I'm saying over the years being with myself. And so. To break down those insecurities, I have to have the understanding of what she needs, what they need. It's really simple. It's really, really simple. You have to surrender to that because I'm telling you, <laughs> that simple act right there is a lot of men. There's a lot of dads even right now that don't do that. And and shout out to the ones that are doing that. Shout out to the fathers that are doing an, an, an amazing job at surrendering and and supporting and caring and loving for your 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 family because it's not an easy task it's really not and you have okay <laughs> the edits man so yeah i keep getting interrupted um yeah shout out to the to the men that are doing that um and happy Father's Day to y'all. Um, one of the things that this is kind of a side note. I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. One of the things that women can do, single women, single, single, single women, not single, single uh, moms, single parents. How do you say that? Single parenting. Um, you get what I'm saying. You are single and you're a woman and you have a child or multiple children. Uh, one of the things, one of the best things you can do for that that child is going to be something that is extremely challenging for you and you may not even want to do it and you may think I'm a total idiot for even saying this uh, but I don't give a fuck so what you need what you can do and it's, it's going to be a practice it's going to be a practice that you do hopefully you can get into a situation where you can begin to speak about their dad in a high on a high level with 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 positivity so you'll have to understand a little bit where he's coming from right 
And then you'll need to, to convey that to them in such a way that they see you building him up. But they also understand that you, how you are, you, because they'll, they'll want to know, well, why aren't you with him? Right. And then they'll, they'll need to know that truth or, or not. If you don't want to tell them, you don't have to tell them, but it's, we couldn't be together for reasons that are, uh, um, between us, but as a father, as your father to you, this is who this man is. And he's a great one. Now, let's say he's in jail or prison or, or he doesn't pay child support, right? Still, find one thing, find one thing, one thing to do. Because I'm telling you, it works. So, for me, I didn't have my dad growing up. And that's a lot of where insecurities, of my insecurities came from. Because I didn't have that father figure to really be there and to coach me and guide me. And, and facilitate um, and show me how to even start something, anything. And so um, everything I've known essentially is based upon me gathering that information somehow. And so, you know, I, I wasn't growing up, I was embarrassed not to have a dad. I was extremely embarrassed and I would even, I would sort of lie. <laughs> I would find myself lying about like, oh yeah, my dad, he, you know, he's not around because he works a lot or this, this and that. And just making up lies just randomly. Right. And sometimes I would be like, yeah, my dad's not around. I, I just don't know my dad. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know where he is. He doesn't want to, he doesn't. And so you make up like, well, he doesn't want to be with me because he's not making effort to come see me or whatever, you know, I didn't really know the whole, whole story, but what I did was I took the little bit. Now, the one thing my dad was amazing at to me was that on my birthday or Christmas, some, some sort of celebration, like, like my birthday or Christmas, um, he would make sure to buy me something, something, anything. One time it was a pocket knife. Man, that was the best gift I ever got, hands down, hands down. For a man to give his son a pocket knife, I'm telling, I don't know what it did, but inside of me, I felt like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm a man now, you know? I don't even know if that's even true, <laughs> but that's how I felt at the time. And... Another thing that he did was he gave me this toy bus and it wasn't like a bunch of stuff that he would always give me. It was just like random things here and there and, and whatnot. And however he did that, however he did it, it was, it was coming from him. Even if my mom, uh, put down, like it came from him, but she actually bought it. Even that act, right? Even that act and me knowing that that's what she did. I respect that. I respected her and him it was i don't i don't know what happened I, even as a young age I, I felt this way i felt like i respect them for doing that because you i could look at it as well you guys are lying and shucking and jiving and whatnot but i look at it like well shoot at least you guys coordinated at least you guys were cordial enough and coordinated a simple like hey you know what i'm saying can you buy this my son uh at the time pocket knives i don't know what they cost you know what I'm saying? 10, 15, 20 bucks. Can you buy him a, this and that? I'll, I'll help you, you know, with some money or whatever. Or the bus. The bus at the time, growing up in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, 90s, like, I don't know how much a toy bus cost. Maybe $5 or something like that. And so I didn't really care about the money. I didn't care what I got. I, he could have gave me a sticker. Honestly, he could have gave me a sticker. They could have gave me a sticker, and I would have been happy with that. Seriously, straight up. And... Inside of me, that taught me one thing, possessions don't mean shit. It was the idea that this person, for whatever reason, couldn't hang out with me, couldn't be with me, but decided to to gift me things because um, I could care less about the gift. And then may, I think he wrote me a letter I couldn't read back then, but somebody was reading it to me. And so I took that little thing and I made it big. So I made it huge. Like, this is my dad. He can't be around right now. But look, he got me a pocket knife. You know what I'm saying? And I was proud of that pocket knife. 
You know what I'm saying? It was the first time I cut myself with a knife. <laughs> Man, I took that thing in the bathroom. I was fooling around with it. And I tried to pull the pocket knife out and it snapped back on my finger. Bop! It was brand, brand spanking new. So it was super sharp and blood was everywhere. I was shaking my hand everywhere. Blood was all over the mirror and everything. And I felt good about it. I was like, yes, I'm a man now because I bled. <laughs> and my dad gave me this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I chose that. And so that's that's a thing that that works. If if I don't know if you're out there and you're a single parent, um, if you want to use that, go ahead. That's just a tool that it it worked. I've I've, I've seen it work. Uh, so anyway, and having my father not around um, brewed a lot of insecurities because I just didn't. I was so ashamed of my body. You know what I'm saying? I was super ashamed of my body and super, like, insecure about, like, oh, you know, uh, as a black man, am I dark enough? You know what I'm saying? Maybe I need to be a little bit darker. Maybe I need to be a little bit lighter. You know what I'm saying? Um, My hair is not kinky. It's not coarse. But it's it's almost straight. It's curly, but it's almost, like, it could get straight when it's all wet. I can comb that out, brush it out. It, it can go straight if if I put enough less jam on it. <laughs> um, somebody's like, less jam? What is that? It's a hair product. It's like pomade or something like that. Um, and so I was insecure about my body. I was insecure about like just the tone of my body, just like the skin tone of my body. I was insecure about my size. I wasn't tall enough. I was too tall. I, w- I was too skinny. Um, my eyes were this color. I have I have light eyes. I have brown eyes, but they're light um, because my dad had, uh, I think he had green eyes or hazel eyes or something like that. Um, and that was an attribute that I did like. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was ashamed of my feet. I mean, it was just crazy. Like my penis size, I was just like, that's not fair. <laughs> Um, and just like, just all these different things that they got me insecure. And it's just like, dude, I live like this until, until now. I don't know what happened. I think, I think what happened is it's just a matter of, it's a matter of me educating myself and me understanding of who I am and what I am that brought me out of those insecurities and I still have to deal with those things, but I have a strategy in order to be able to, to get past that. You know what I'm saying? To get past these things. And you, you can have that too. You can have that too. There's so many people right now with so much great potential and you're just throwing it away. You're giving it to somebody, some corporation, your talent, your hard work. You did the work. You did, you studied you read, you practiced, you were born with this particular talent or this particular gift. And now what you need to do is when you can find it in yourself to be able to, to take that gift and make room for you because it's there. And, 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 and honestly, man, it's like there's so many talents out there. You can be a writer. You can read books to people that can't read. You can teach English to people that don't know English or, or, or another language. I mean, there's so many different things out there. You can make sandwiches on a Saturday morning or, or, or a Sunday morning and pass them out to those that don't have any food. There's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of things. And I don't know your talent and your gift, but what I do know is it, that it's inside you. And it needs to come out because it will make room for you. And this is one of the ways and this is one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I've always wanted to do radio. Always. I still, man, I will I will be in the mirror in the bathroom doing a radio show in front of nobody and and feel and and feel um, uh, what's that word? Complete. I'll feel satisfied. Today, I'm 43 years old, I would do it today. 
And I will, because that's just what I love. And I know that it will make room for me someday. That's why I encourage people because it's like, I know that you need encouragement, man. This, if you live in the Silicon Valley, I don't know any other place in the world, but if you live in the Silicon Valley, if you live in California, if you live in the Bay Area, if you live in the United States of America, if you, I don't care, Australia, uh, Hong Kong, China, the UK, England, whatever, where all that place. If you live you, and you are working for somebody else right now and you're stressed out, you're going to school, maybe you're stressed out. That takes a toll on you. I don't, I got encouragement growing up. I got encouragement growing up from, from people that, that love me. And I'm super duper grateful for that. I'm super duper grateful for those, those men and those women in my life that encouraged me. Because what they didn't know is that I was feeding off of those encouragements. I ate those. When people gave me encouragement, I ate it. And then I began to seek it. So I began to be the researcher that I am. I began to, to talk. I love to talk. I, Larry King does, I think, yeah, Larry King does interviews. And he was, doing an inter, he was being interviewed one day. And someone asked him, why did you get started doing interviews and, and, and in, the, in the, this business? And he's like, because people fascinate me. People live interesting lives. And I actually learn things from people. I actually learn all these different things. And one of the things that he learned, he was talking to um, the CEO of, um, not General Electric, but uh, GM of General Motors. I don't know what that stands for, but GM, the, the car company. And the guy was like, as sadly as it is, you can, if you, if, cause you, you can, you got to do some digging. If you can find out when the car was manufactured, what day it was built on. And if it was built on a Friday, shy away from the cars that were built on Fridays, little stuff like that is this is what, this is what uh, Larry King was saying. He had interviewed the, the guy and he was giving him insights like that, like little things like that. And Larry King was like, why? 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 Why that? Why not do that? It's because people are lazy on Friday. They're trying to get out. They're, they're rushing. They're rushing and they'll make that small, tiny little mistake. And something just won't won't be 100 percent right. And we might miss it. Or we or we might not miss it. And hopefully we don't miss it. And so. I thrive off of this. I practiced this. I remember the first time I spoke publicly. I started speaking publicly in the church. That was my platform because it was perfect because it's like you get up there and tell your testimony or you get up there and, and share your, your, your whatever you're sharing. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you're giving a sermon to the point where I was speaking to hundreds of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people. To the point where I'm not a rapper, but there was a point where I actually rapped. So before, and it was all, everything that I do has a, has a, a reason to it. And people make fun of me, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care, but everything I, there, there's, there's a reason. So at the time of me public speaking and breaking that insecurity, I would just jump into it. So how I do, how I break insecurities, I just do the thing. I just do it. So if it's a podcast I'm, I'm scared of, I'm scared of being vulnerable to, to five people, to a thousand people, 500,000 people, whatever the, the number is, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I just do it. I just do it. I just go and say, I'm going to do the podcast and I just start talking. And so even though it, some of the first conversations are just, I don't even know, makes sense. And sometimes this don't even make sense. But you learn to to get through it and to formulate your thoughts and put those thoughts into order as you go. And that's that's what I'm that's actually what I'm doing. 
I'm practicing. I'm sharpening. Every day, every, every day I sharpen. Every single day. Every day I sharpen. And so my first platform for public speaking was church. And so I had an opportunity one day to being that I was black. And I wasn't the only black person at this church. This church was huge. There was hundreds of youth at this church. And I was in, in high school. I believe I was in high school. And I don't know if I was out of high school. I may have been out of high school. I'm not really sure. But there was an opportunity to um, do a a like show. There was a guy who did, he was really popular. And he did these Christian shows and stuff like that all around, um, all around the world and whatnot. And he visited the church and saw me do some acting at the church because that's kind of how I started to like do dance and, and acting and stuff like that at the church, um, doing little skits in here and there. Um, and I would take that seriously. I would really take that seriously. And he saw it. And so he was like, hey, would you play a character? And I said, sure. He's like, well, you're going to you are going to play a character. We're going to have all these different uh, celebrities and stuff like that that are going to come to Jesus. They're going to have to come to Jesus moment, right? At that time, that's what I was into. And he's like, you're going to play one of the characters, but your character is going to be a little bit different. Your character is going to be live. So it's your character is going to be, you're, you're actually going to play the character of MC Hammer, but you're going to not, you're not going to lip sync like everybody else. You're going to actually, it's going to be your voice on this track. It's going to be your voice on this track and you will end all of this and you will you will be the 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 celebration moment. And this was in, this was in in front of thousands of people. Is this I was so nervous cuz I've never ever done that before. And I practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. I mean, I had it I watched every single MC Hammer video and then I would watch certain ones. I would watch his some of his his documentary that when he was um he was he was returning to Oakland and he was giving tribute to Oakland um I watched that that video and his just his mannerisms I I I watched everything and I got it down to a pat and right before that actually this is I'm going to turn this into it I'm turn this into two different stories so track with me here and so I had to break that insecurity number 1 to be able to say, I don't like my voice amplified because this was a big church. This was Jubilee at the time. And the speakers are all big and everything. Your voice sounds like you can just hear everybody can hear everything in your voice. And I didn't I didn't like my voice at all. I hated my voice, hated it. Um, now, previously, I worked as a growing up as a younger kid. I think I was like 13, 14 when I can have a job. I worked for Schrober's. Um, a gym, like a, like a athlete, like a workout center. And that it was like a high end, um, uh, gym that, it, that the famous people would go to 49ers, MC Hammer would go there. And so like, I would see sometimes these people and then like MC Hammer used to live in Fremont. And I remember going to his house and whatnot. And, and then now I would play MC Hammer. And then eventually I would actually work for him, um, a little bit for a, a year or two or whatever, um, and, and, and able to hang out with this guy, you know what I'm saying? And know this guy. And it was because of me saying, yes, I just said, dude, there were times where I would just say, yes, but Hey Mark, can you do, can you do this? I'd be like, yeah, I can. And in my mind, like internally, I'd be thinking, I can't, I don't even know how to do this. (laughs) I don't know how to do this and I don't want to do this. You know what I'm saying? But then that part, that, that, that part of me that that wanted to said yes. So I just went with it. I would just go with it. Go, 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 go. And there's a strategy, there's a strategy to all this. And it and it correlates. It cor- so everything happens for a reason. And that and that was that tie. I I'm put in situations where things will work out the way they're gonna work out. And, and that's just what it is. I don't do jobs based upon I need money. I do jobs based upon where I feel I need to be at that moment for something to meet this person. There's people that I've met. Everybody that I met has a purpose in my life. Everybody. A hundred percent. A hundred percent of people. A hundred percent of everyone that I'm in contact with that is contacts in my phone and on social media. There is a reason for it. Some of the reasons I know, some of them I don't know. 
usually the other person is oblivious to to all of it because they're not vibrating on the same level that I'm vibrating on. So when it comes to the insecurities and the strategies that, that you need to be able to combat those things, it, it, one of those things is just to do it and have understanding. So with Tamara, I have to have the understanding of it's not my turn to get mad right now because she's hungry. That, that's not my turn because I'm driving. You don't get mad behind the wheel. That's another strategy. That's another rule. I don't get mad behind the wheel, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Satan. I don't care if you're the fucking Ku Klux KKK. I don't care if you're a motherfucking cop. I don't get mad at the, behind the wheel. I just don't do it. I don't do it. Mm-mm. And the reason this is not funny. This is not funny at all. I apologize. But the reason why is because I was driving down 280 one day and I was going to go um, to Mountain View and I'm on 280 and I'm going, you know, I'm just driving. I'm going slow. And this dude, I guess, has been behind me and wants to get around me. You know, I'm thinking, well, there's four other lanes. You can go around. And like, which which way? Which way you want to go? Left or right? You know what I'm saying? But he goes around me on the right side, flips me off. He's honking at me, probably calling me the nigger, the, the N-word. You know what I'm saying? Probably calling me whatever he was doing, saying something to me. And I just looked at him like, okay, cool. And he sped off. Boom, sped off, sped away. And I'm driving. And he's we're going the same way. And I, I turn the corner. I, I merge onto the freeway. I go from 280 to 85. And lo and behold, at the El, right before the El Camino exit, um, his car had flipped. And he wasn't in it. And I don't remember where I was going. I was definitely going somewhere. Uh, I don't know if it was work or, or whatever. Um, I didn't stop. And I felt bad. But the reason why I don't get mad behind the wheel is because of that guy. Because there there was no reason, man, for him to be mad. Because, like, I don't if you're going slow, you're going slow for a reason. I don't know the reason. And I frankly, I don't care what that reason is why you're going slow. I can move. <laughs> I govern myself. I don't have nobody governs my my actions and my my temperature and my emotions I do you don't have that power over me you you people think they have power over me but you don't you don't have power over me like I get to do whatever I want to do period and that's the strategy it's it's the truth it's it's the truth I do not get mad so now when Tamara's the horns and, and I got daughters and their horns are going, everyone's talking. I'm hungry. I want this. And every all four kids, all three kids want something completely different, you know. And so I said, OK, let's go home. And then Tamara's like, I thought we were going to to the to the Apple store. And I'm like, I thought we said we weren't going to go. We was hungry. Well, we still got to go to the Apple store because if I go home, then I'm not going to come out. So all this stuff. Boom, 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 boom. I'm still not mad because that's not my I'm not I'm good. I'm good. My thing is, let me understand the whole situation because I'm I'm here. The understanding, the first part of the understanding that I have is that I am serving you. I am your Uber and Lyft right now. I'm your caterer. I'm your chef right now. How do I help? So that's that. Understanding. Let's do a recap. Understanding of the situation. Surrendering. Maybe that's first. They go hand. I don't know what comes first. And I just, it, it's just, I, it's a practice that I have. Um, I think understanding may come first because I want to like, oh, okay. Well, she seems different. So let me not trigger her. Let me try to, you know, because naturally what I, what I want to do is make fun of the situation. But to them, it's not funny. Like, it's a serious, it's serious business. And you know, how, you know how they say, like, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach? That's, that's a lot. That new, the woman, <laughs> the way to a woman's heart is through her stomach. There, there's a lot of different ways 
to show a woman that you love her. And one of those ways is food. I Dude, I remember a woman, she broke up with me and she listed the reasons. And one of the reasons was that I didn't care about her well-being when it came to food. I was like, really? I'm like, wait a minute, but we go out to eat all the time. But what, what was going on was that I was always like, what do you want to eat? And she's like, well, I don't know. What do you want to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? Because I thought at the time, I thought like she, she's going to change her mind anyway. So I had to learn how to, to communicate with women in that regard. So I already have three different restaurants in my head. Always. I, I, I keep it like, like I keep uh, someone keeps cash and a credit card in their, in their wallet. I keep the, in my head. I'm like, okay, boom, I'm eating this boom, 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 boom. And I'll list those things just to understand that they're just, um, they are just, so if Tamara says she's hungry and I ask, what do you want to eat? She's going to say, I don't know. So what I do, I didn't do it this time because we were going to go home, but let's say we were out and everything like that. What I would do is I would say, man, what about, let's go to, let's go to, um, let's go to talk, let's get tacos. And she'll go, no, no, I don't want that. Boom, 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 boom. And then my, the normal man will say, well, what do you want to eat then? Right. I don't do that. I pull up my third, right? Let's go to the Habit. Habit is a restaurant here in California. We love it. I don't know where else it is in the, Cal- in, in, in the United States, but boom. And she'll say, no, no, I don't like that. I might then say, dude, you know what I want? I want a burrito. Or... I'll, there's a taqueria that we go to in Santa Cruz. I'll say, oh, I want uh, Meet You Can taqueria. And she'll be like, ooh, yeah, that's what I want, right? And so men, the, their insecurity will bring up at the second. So the first example, do you want to go eat tacos? And she'll shoot you down. Second example, I don't know what I want to eat. Then the, then the insecure man, what he does is he gets all mad because he's like, well, what do you want? I don't understand. Well, da, 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 da. And it's like, well, you as a man should have a fucking plan. Have a plan. And then when that plan, it just say the plan, say the plan. And if that plan, if she goes, no, let's do this. You say your response is perfect because that's what, that's what I want to do anyway. Yeah, I'm down with that. Because you've already given, you've already given that. You've, you've exhausted all your things. But the, the, the weak, low vibration man, they'll get all mad and frustrated. And they'll, they'll feed off of the frustration and, and, the, and, the, and the anger in the, in the environment. Whereas I'm good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And what it does is, is it, it keeps you neutral. And not even neutral like you're not picking sides. You're picking your side. You pick your side. You entertain yourself. You surrender and you, you man, I know there's guys, I, if there's, I could be talking to a bunch of guys right now and some of them would be like, that, that don't work, Mark. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. I'm the scientist over here. That Okay, cool. That don't work. Cool. Go continue to do that. There's not a one, dude, there, there. I've met some fine women in my life. If you're cute and fine, I'm, I probably talk to you. I'll, I'm only talking to you because you're cute and you look good. <laughs> I know that's superficial, but there's something attracted to me to, to, that is attracting to me from you. And so my, and, and you don't, you don't know what my level of fine and cuteness is, looks like. So, don't go off and judging and shit. So there's not a woman here that I know or on this planet that enjoys her man to never know what the fuck he wants to do and eat. 
it bugs women. They may never admit it to you because it seems so small and minute, but it it bugs them when every day, every day for the last two, three, four, five years or months, every day, they say, I'm hungry. And your response is, well, what do you want to eat? Because that's the natural response. You think that that's the response that you're supposed to give. And it's not always, it, sometimes it may be, sometimes it may be that, but sometimes it's, a lot of times it's not. You can, you, what you could say is, what do you feel like? What are you feeling like right now? Like you can t- check the temperature, see where she's at. You know what I'm saying? You can see where she's at. That, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? Um... But to have a plan is key because even though she may shoot it down, she knows I feel secure. Now I'm going to speak. No, I don't want that. I want a salad or tacos or burrito or McDonald's, wherever you, wherever people like to eat at. But at least you had a plan and don't get mad. Your little low vibrating man, he'll get all mad because you didn't choose his his suggestion because he didn't understand that you're just you're just sparking you just spark and you're just going you're going on the tune of your own drum <laughs> you're just going right but you're aware of everybody else you're aware and you care about everybody else that's with you insecurities in the relationship they're a challenge they're not easy and when it comes to things like sex that's not easy too because what we do is we get into the bedroom or the couch wherever you're at i don't know kitchen wherever car where i don't care where where you do it you get into a situation where you're with your partner and there's there's insecurities there and you may not talk about those insecurities because you're afraid. You don't want to be too vulnerable. You're about to be as the most vulnerable as anyone can ever get to another person. Naked, like you're actually inside or touching or looking at somebody with no clothes on. And that has become like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. That we've made it into a big thing. And that's the first step. Is to take sex and don't, don't uh, laser point sex. Like people, our society and people think like, okay, sex. Penis in the vagina. That is not sex. That's, that's to some, that's sex. To, to many, that could be sex. But that's not the whole the whole thing and growing up I remember growing up and hearing the word foreplay and hated it because I'm just like man I'm if I'm horny or if I want to have sex I just want to get it done get it let's get cracking right now and so skip the foreplay but when you begin to understand foreplay and you can call it what you want call it what you want I'm calling it foreplay um because really it's all play it it's continuous when I've learned now it's a continuous give and take of sexual tension and, and, and receiving and giving. It, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And there's some girls out there that like that from men they can't actually have, but it's their fantasy. You know what I'm saying? They can go back to the room and do what they need to do by themselves. That's also sex. That's all a form. That's a form of sex. You can be with two people. You can have two people. And they're talking, and they're and that's part of their foreplay. For me, for for me, foreplay is it begins with talking. Talking is my foreplay. If we are in a conversation, that is foreplay for sex, if you will. That that is part of sex to me. It is. Period. Everything is sex to me. <laughs> Everything. Um. And so we need to to address what sex is and once you address what sex is and what it means to you and what it what it is 
then a lot of those insecurities will begin to fall off or you'll begin to see those insecurities and understand those insecurities and overcome those insecurities. Because I do believe that you can overcome and squash and smash insecurities, certain insecurities. You can smash those things and, and, and keep going. And so it's challenging because if you've been shamed, if you, well, most families, most people that I know have been brought up in religion and religion is no more than just a lot of shaming guilt um, put onto that. I mean, that's not, religion is not the only institution that, that, that practices shaming guilt, um, but our communities, our state, our, everybody, um, it all trickles down and, and up. And so you have this, this, this Hollywood, like, you're like, okay, well, men like this. Cause you start asking other men, well, what do you like? Well, I want a girl, you know what I'm saying? She got to have big titties and this, this, and that, da, 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 da. Well, what if you don't have big titties? Do men don't like you then? Hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, you know, she got to have, you know what I'm saying? She got to have blonde. I love blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? The girls start dyeing their hair. Blonde. I'm like, dude, if your hair is black, your hair is black. If it's purple, it's purple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but all these different insecurities about all these different things. And you, when you open yourself up, when you open yourself up, you begin to tear down those insecurities you begin to tear down and it becomes a beautiful thing you know what i'm saying it's a it's a real those insecurities get torn down so let's tear those insecurities down right now let's tear them down we don't need them we don't want them open up just let it go come on let's do it i'm done i'm out be the best fuck the rest